how transparent is too transparent? How transparent is too transparent? I think that's a question that, that most people struggle with or at least are aware of. Where is the line that if I cross it, I'm going to people off? Where's the line that if I cross it, there there is no turning back, man. It's I can start backpedaling, but I've been too transparent. You know what? I think the answer to that, it varies um, depending on the audience. Um, you know, I have brothers that just be like, vomitously transparent and be like, here's, I'm, I'm leading with the ugly. I'm leading with the hurt. I'm leading with the hard. We'll circle back to hope and I'm, going, I'm hoping you'll point me to Jesus at the end of it, but I'm leading with blah. And then there's others. I'm like, no, no, this is a, this is a newer relationship. It's not appropriate to be that transparent at this time. And then there's everything in between. Second Corinthians 12, 9 and 10 just has words of, of hope and peace. And let me read them to you. But he said to me, my grace, Jesus says to us, my grace is sufficient. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses. For the sake, I'm going to say that again. For the sake of Christ, then I'm content with weaknesses. For the sake of Christ, I'm content with insults. For the sake of Christ, I am content with hardships. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with with persecutions and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am made strong. That's one of those that I probably have to read it a handful of times before I start to mean it. Because at first when I read it, I'm like, for the sake of Christ, I'm content with persecutions. Lord, no, I'm not. I don't like all. I don't like them one bit. I certainly haven't found contentment in my heart with it. I just get reminded of who he is. Hold on a second. His grace is sufficient. Okay. His power is made perfect in my weakness. Okay. I can't see this aspect of his grace and his power if I'm not walking through a difficult thing in this. I want to see his grace in this and I want to see his power in this. Okay. Then I guess I'm okay with this. I'm okay with it, Lord, as as long as I keep it in your hands. And I do. I give it to you. And then we just, we, we dialogue this out with the Lord. See, if we just read this as something, a good bit of literature then it has no life. If we just read this as, as some inspirational um, fable or proverb or story or limerick or what, I mean, whatever you're, I don't know. It could be good. 
But there's not life in it. There's life in it when it becomes dialogue with the Lord. When it becomes interaction with the Lord. And when we open our hearts to Him and say, make this real to me because I'm not feeling it. Make this real because I'm not there. Lord, I'm just not there. I, I'm... Lord, let me remind myself again. 1 John four eighteen and 19 says this. There is no fear in love. There's no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because He first loved us. That's key. We love because He first loved us. See, and his love is without rejection. His love is without limits. His love is without this unpredictable sense of, is he going to reject me? Am I going to be cast away? Is he going to turn his back on me? All the things that we've experienced in our souls, forms of rejection and hurt from other people. His love is perfect. So how transparent is too transparent? We are on the verge of summer. It's not summer yet. We got about 20 days till it's officially summer. But spring has turned the corner. There's no more snow. The the rain has kind of lost its chill. I was working out in the yards and it started to rain. I'm like, nope, nope, I'm nope. I'm plowing through. I'm not stopping. And it only rained for like five minutes and it lost its chill. It was like a, a warmish rain. You know, we've turned the corner. Spring is that good part of spring. I mean, it's good, but you know, it's better. This is the better part of spring. And summer's almost here. And for most people, those words bring excitement and anticipation. Anticipation of fun. And gratitude that snow is over and bad weather is over and summer is here. We even say it like it's springtime now, but we're like, yeah, summer's here. And springtime's like, no, it's spring. I'm good too. I like summertime songs, by the way, not notes, but I like, like Sly and the Family Stone. Hot fun in the summertime. Come on, come on out. Sly, Little Rob, summer summer nights, even like Grease, you know, summer nights. I mean, anything summer. I like, you know, with, but if if I'm being honest as I stand up here, um, summer's tough for me. Summer's tough for me. Summer's hard. Um, summer is incredibly stressful. I have to fight fear and remind myself that perfect love casts out fear. And the reason summer's hard is because I, my heart, I'm fully vested into this call of what God has called us to. I'm fully vested in pastoring Impact Rock Church. 
And during the summer, the crops get smaller. During the summer, the giving gets smaller. But the bills don't go away. The bills stay the same. My salary is included in those bills. I make $36,000 a year from Impact Rock. Kara makes $24,000 a year from Impact Rock Church. And so our salary, our livelihoods contained within the bills. And we have a lean budget. And we, we're constantly trying to sharpen it up where we can. And those get smaller over the summer, even though the crowds do. And even though the giving does. And that, that's hard. That's hard for me. I'm being transparent with you. That, that's challenging me. Last week, I threw out a challenge. I'm like, we can grow through the summer. We don't have to limp through the summer. We can experience a surge and we can grow through the summer. But here's what I believe it takes is, is there for us to be invested and to have our hearts opened to saying, this is where God has called me. This is my church, my church. And I'm invested and I'm committed. And I'm going to invite people. And even when I'm away, I'm going to give. And I'm, even though it's 74 and perfect outside, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to attend. And I'm not talking about some religious thing like be here every week. Don't be here every week, but just be here. So I heard, I heard a, an example and, and it was really, it hit home to me. And so I'll just kind of share it with you guys. So um, I'm going away, you know, I'm going away for the summer. I'm going away all summer. But my wife and my kids, they're staying. And my, my house still has to be maintained. And so here's what I'm going to do. Instead of just taking this big, you know, lump of money and saying, I'm giving all this money to Debbie, who's good with numbers. And so I'm going to give her... Um, $100,000. And here's what I'm asking. I'm asking of that 100000 you keep 90. But 10000 I want you to care for my... I want you to care for my bride. So instead of doing that, here's what I'm going to do instead. I'm going to give like $700 to Dan and say... I want you to keep 630 of that, but $70 I want you to give to my wife because there's mortgage and there's bills and she knows what all the bills are. She knows what sizes the kids wear for their clothes. She knows what they like to eat. She knows what upcoming soccer fees and different expenses are. So I give you $700 and I'm just asking you, keep 630 but give 70 to Kara, to my bride. And Debbie, since you are so good, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you ten thousand dollars. And what I'm asking is, would you take a thousand dollars and and give it to Kara, so that the bills get paid, so that the kids are fed, so that fees are taken care of? And then Jim, I'm going to give you two thousand dollars. Would you take two two hundred of that? And Christine, you know, I'm going to give you. $5,000, would you take 500 of that? And see, you might say, well, well Mark, I want to pay for their food. I want them to eat healthy food. And I want to, I, I want to pay for like a, a, a nutrition plan for them. 
And so maybe Christine would say that, and I've given her $5,000, and she'd say, well, I, I want to pay for that. And what I would say is, well, the $100 that I'm giving you to give my wife, give that to my wife. The bill's got to be paid, and that's awesome that you it's on your heart to give that nutrition plan, but would you offer it above and beyond? Because that's what's on your heart. That's what's on your heart to do. But the bottom line is mortgage and bills and auto insurance and gas and soccer fees is legit. Got to have those and and summer driving and, and that's legit. We got to, you know, they're going through driving different things. But here's the bottom line. It, it's my bride and I'm, and I'm going away. I need her cared for. And I'm not just going to give it all to Debbie and ask Debbie to be the lone good steward. I'm going to spread it around and I'm going to ask my friends to be my friends. And Jesus does call us his friends. And I want my church to be the church. And it's his strategy and it's his plan. And it is what it is. And when I call my wife I want to be able to say baby are you taken care of are the kids taken care of did the mortgage get paid were you able to set aside were you able to do this and this are the and that's what the Lord asks with us in caring for his bride you see we're his bride the church is right and he could just bring one super wealthy person in here Von Miller could walk through those doors and sit down and go, Lord called me here. My, no one else needs to tithe. My tithe is going to cover it for a while. And he's going to say, go Broncos. I'm going to be like, go Broncos, go Raiders, go Broncos. At that point, I'm a Bronco fan. And that might be the leapfrog that puts the Broncos over the Raiders because I grew up in Southern California. I like the Raiders. The Lord has grace for me. You should. But Von Miller's tithe will be awesome, right? But see, that's not what he did. And so, what he wants is access to our hearts in such a way that we don't miss that money. And that's the condition of our heart. See, he's not as worried about our behavior. It's the condition of, his, of our heart that he's after. Because when when he gets a hold of our heart and we give him access to our heart, behavior just changes. We start to act more like him, start to smell like, more like him. We start to respond more like him. So the numbers I threw out there were 10%, right? Give Christine $5,000, percent Tithe, that's what tithe means. It means a tenth. But here's what I want to just honestly say. If you're not at the place where you can do a tenth, will you do a fifth? Will you do a sixth? Will you do a third? See, what we do sometimes is we go, I'm not at that place where I feel like I can do a tenth, so I do nothing. Or maybe we throw the occasional 20, you know, in. And what do you have faith for? What do you have faith for? You know, we, we've we leave this banner up because we had that up there for the Erie Town Fair. And we had thousands of people walk by our booth and we had hundreds of people stop and take pictures in front of this. 
And so we leave this up because we want people that are coming to church that went to the town fair. Oh, I remember this. Oh, I remember that church. Oh, I remember that guy, that girl. Okay, that's right. This church, they were so friendly. And so we're going to leave this up for a while. But see, like investing in the Erie town fair, we didn't ask you guys to, to foot the bill for that. We're like, no, this is something we're doing. So we got to pay for printing. We got to pay for stickers. We got to pay for a banner. We got to pay for the banner stand. We got to pay for the booth rental. We got to pay for a couple cases of water because volunteers come and we want them to drink water. And, and see, that's part of, we know what the Lord's put on our heart to do and where that money should be allocated. And part of it is something like that, like the Erie Town Fair. Part of resources should be allocated to the Erie Town Fair. Because it's important that people see that we love them, that we love Jesus. That we're a little goofy and kooky and that we like to laugh. And all the crazy stuff. I mean, the fun time we had at that Erie Town Fair. That we include our kids. Right? I'm just trying to be authentic. I, I know it's summertime. And I do the bulletin. Okay, I know the bulletin better than any of you. Quiz me. What's the 17th line down? Well, I don't know. I'm not, I mean, I don't know it that well. But, you know, I, do, I lay out the bulletin because my background is graphic design. My degree in college is in graphic design. I was president of the art guild. And one of the reasons I majored in graphic design and not in pastoral studies, which I knew in my heart at some point in the ministry, I knew it. But see, my mom and dad were in the ministry and they were pastors and evangelists and I saw how hard it was on them and I told God, God, I'm not running from you. I'm not running from you, but I'm certainly not running to the ministry. I'll have to hear from you when you call me. I'm getting my degree. In, in something creative. And when the Lord called me, I said yes. When I knew it was Him and not me. When I knew it was Him and not the pressure from someone else, I said yes. But I'll tell you one of the reasons that I, I didn't run to the ministry is we'd be at church when I was a kid and I would see that it was a good day. Worship was good. Someone got saved. The message was inspiring. But on the ride home, although they were trying to be quiet, mom would ask dad, how was, how was the giving today? And dad would say, it was about 40 bucks. It's not enough to pay the bills. And then we'd go home and then that, it, went, it was a draft. I'm just being honest with you. I'm just transparent. It went from this joyful leaving the church joyfully to the rest of the day, there was a heaviness. And that's the life of a small church. The Barna Group says that the average Protestant church size in America, the average is 89 adults. 89 adults. We have about 120 people, kids included, pregnant ladies included. We count twice. Like we're like, like Christine and a little baby. Okay, that's two. So we're like... We're about 120 people. Um, 60% 
of Protestant churches have less than 100 adults in attendance. Only 2% of Protestant churches have 1,000 uh, adults attending. Now, see, it's tough because we're in the shadows of Flatirons Church. We're in the shadows of mega church, umpteen thousand members. But that's not the norm. That's just not the norm. This is the norm. The largest church in Erie isn't a thousand people. They're still within that 2%, or the 98%, I guess I should say. What do I hope to gain by sharing this? The Lord spoke that to me in a word after prayer. What is it that you hope? What's the result you hope to get out of being transparent? And so I started chewing on that. And, and here's my hope. I, I wrote down a few things. I hope that we'll give Jesus full access to our hearts. I, I, I like to read. I like to read a lot of different articles, you guys. And this week I read an article from the Atlantic magazine, which is, it wasn't a Christian publication. And it said that 6,000 to 10,000 churches die each year. They freezed it. They die each year. And this is not a Christian publication. But I, I quote it because that word, man, it gripped me. Die. That means 500 to 833 that close every month. That means that's over 100 that close every week. I kept looking because that number seemed high to me. Barna has that number. Sir. Um, according to Barna, it's more around like 4,000, which is still too much. And, and so I allowed myself to do dark things. I allowed myself to go to a, to a heavy place. I allowed myself to go to what, would, what must that feel like for that pastor to stand in front of people he loves, friends and family, and to say, we're closing our doors. We just don't have enough. We just pay the bills. We have to close our doors. There's lots of great churches around. You'll find something else. I love you guys. I mean, how, I, I allowed myself to think about that. And it was, man, I didn't like it. Last summer, our numbers were bad. Like, right now, if you look at the bulletin, our numbers are okay. We're $600 under budget this month. We can make that work. You know, we can, you know, that's okay. So we're not in a bad place right now. Look at bulletin. Look at our giving. We're, we're all right. But last summer... June, eh, July, oh, August, ah! And then last August, I, I'm like, oh, I waited too long. I waited too long. And I said, guys, we're behind. And people gave a little more and it still wasn't enough. And for the first time in the history of our church, we did not have enough money to pay our rent. We did not have, not just our rent, which is under 4,000, but it, man, we, got, we get a killer deal for this space. Our landlord is not interested in being like a money-making landlord. He just wants a good tenant and a good relationship. And we have that. We didn't have enough to pay our rent and we didn't have enough to pay salary last September. And I kind of, I, I never threw that out there to you guys. I wasn't transparent with you guys. I'm like, there's no way we can gain that much money in one Sunday. So I got on the phone and I started writing letters and I reached out to people that used to go to this church or that, that have, you know, that just love this church and said, would you help? Help, we. This is dire. And we have gifts. Someone gave 1500 here, 3000 there, 1500 here. It was interesting. 
we had three gifts of 1500 and a gift of 3000 they're all in increments of that 1500 it was very interesting and we had enough and we but we limped into the fall what do i hope by sharing this today i don't want to limp into the fall the fall is my favorite season fall is newness fallness fall is football and leaves change and the smells are better and the food is better because Carol won't let me make chili during the summer but in the fall I can make chili and it's pumpkin spice latte and people come back to church and people, new people come to church I love the fall last fall I thought we might be closing our doors I thought I might have to go back into the workplace and I wasn't transparent So I'm being transparent today because I want, what do I hope out of this? For the church to be the church. If, 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 if you, if you can tithe, tithe. If you can't tithe, can you eighth? Can you tooth? Can you second? Whatever it is. I don't know. Not a tooth. We don't want your teeth. I hope for the reality to hit home that this isn't my church. This isn't my church. Now it's the church of Jesus. It's Jesus' church. But it, right now, you know whose church this is? It's Deb's church. It's Don's church. It's Chris's church. It's our church. It's our church. I just have a unique role that I get to stand up here and, and I spend time in prayer and in studying of the word. That's my primary that's the primary thing that, that's primary on my list, being with Jesus. And then I prepare messages and series and things that will lead us to a different, you know, a specific direction, that will take us places, that will bring healing to our souls. I spend time with people. I spend time doing the bulletin and I spend time mopping the floor and I spend time painting and I spend time designing angel wing banners. And what stuff? We are the church, and the church has to be the church. I'm going to be transparent once again. If you call this place home, you notice that Kara, my wife Kara, isn't here very often. She's back with the kids right now, she's back there every week. And she, I think she's had um, two weeks off in the last eight weeks. But she's been out here. We need people to teach our kids. And our curriculum is like spelled out. We have a script. We need people to teach our kids. We need people to go, I ain't teaching the kids, but I'll assist. I'll assist. I'll be the helper. I'll hand you cotton balls and hit next on the, on the TV, you know, on the curriculum and whatnot. Because I really, really, really don't like, and I, Ed, I just used you as an example this week, and I, I don't like that, that my wife couldn't immediately go, oh, I know who it is. Because she's always, you know, she's back there. The church has to be the church. And that includes serving. And I will say this, let's, let's both give and serve. It's not one or the other. It's not, all right. Serving. The church being the church is we do this together. And just as I have a unique part, you guys have a unique part. K, where's K? 
has like been doing like just crushing pre-church coffee bar. And I saw her today, my heart just filled up with joy. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you for serving. And it just made me so happy. And we, Eric, Eric, every week, even if he's got one good leg, he's, he's on his thing, handing in a bulletin and giving a smile. Let's thrive through the summer. Let's grow through the summer. Let's put our money where our mouth is. This thing's killing me, by the way. I know, I know. I waited so long. I waited so long. Let's kill the power on this. All right. Let's thrive through the summer. I, man, I hate, wow, that was, holy cow. Oh, I, I hate like begging for money. I, I just do. I hate it. I love giving money. But I, I hate begging for money because I want us all to have that heart where we say, he's God. He gives me so much. Lord, I just, I give because you gave. I'm just following your lead, Dad. So, at this current time, giving's good. We're, we're good. In a moment, we're going to pass the basket. I'm trying to manipulate, but you don't, I can't get up here and talk about giving and us not wait to give. That would be foolish. That would be like pastoring 101 and I failed that for the exam. Let's, let's pray and ask the Lord about planting a seed to kind of, Lord, we want to thrive through the summer. And so we're just going to give a little bit extra and ask the Lord to bring a number to your heart. And then you'll probably fight. If you're like me, you'll like, you'll fight with him a little where it's like, ah, Lord, I wasn't expecting to be that high. Can we go a little lower? Do you, can I hear, can I hear 50 Lord? And we start negotiating with the Lord. The serving doesn't fit in the basket, but we need people serving. We need people that will get in there and teach the kids. We need, we need people to be on the worship team. We need people. We have Project Serve coming up the day before Father's Day. The timing stinks, but it's also kind of cool to come and, and paint the floors. Uh, there's a paint store. Brandon Budzinski, um, his paint store is donating paint. So we're going to, you know, we'll start the painting process. We'll paint the floors. We didn't pay anything for that. What a blessing. But we need people to paint and to hang shelves. And then we adopted a street, County Road 5, that leads right past the dump where people drive past it to go to the high school. We adopted that road. It has our name on it. So that day we're going to pick up trash. And they're going to come back here and eat hot dogs. And if you don't like hot dogs, then make, make a macaroni salad. You know, make something. But that, again, that's the church being the church. And we, you guys, it's amazing. We have such a good name in our community. Our community loves us. Our mayor knows our name. Our board of trustees knows our name. People love this church. We've got a good name. And probably just doing things like going and cleaning up trash on the side of the road. And that is the church being the church. It is. And us caring. And so that is the church being the church. And us giving that is the church being the church.
All right, with those that are helping with the offering, come on up. I took out my phone because I give on my phone. I have it set up, IRC text, and so I just gave. Um, and that's how I give every week. It's, well, not every week, but when I tithe, and then this time it was an offering because I've already tithed. So do whatever is good for you, but let's just pray and let's commit our giving to the Lord. Lord, we just commit to you, Lord, that you are trustworthy. And Lord, you've given us that ask of caring for your bride, of caring for your church, Lord, which is interesting because that is who we are. So Lord, we just purpose faith. We purpose hope. Lord, we just we just tell our souls to trust the Lord because he is trustworthy and good and always good. So we give to you with joy this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't think I was too transparent, but maybe I was. If I was, will you have grace for me? If there's something I said that, that was offensive, will you come talk to me? And let's be family and let's, like, dialogue this out? I don't think I was too offensive, but I'm not always the best judge of that. And my wife wasn't here, and I'm like, oh, crap, Kara's not here. To, to give me the, the quick shake. The sign language for no, no, no. Anthony didn't, you didn't give me anything, did you? Anthony said he was going to like get a flashlight out if I was like, I didn't get any of those signs. But you know what, church? We've got to be able to be transparent with one another. We've got to be able to be honest with one another. And I don't ever, I don't ever want to stand up and say, this is the last week of Impact Rock. We have to close our doors. Ever. Last week, last year rather, was a mistake. I made that mistake. And I wasn't going to make the same mistake again and again. Okay?